Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it is September 27th, it's 2021, and we have all kinds of stuff to talk about on the podcast today. I got my buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice of Six. Will, we're going to talk early slate baseball, we're going to talk the two-game late slate baseball, we're going to talk Monday Night Football, and uh, maybe we'll look at some prize picks for Monday Night Football too, because hey, that's what you do, buddy. Yeah, man. Uh, one of my favorite sites. So I'm all, I'm always down to uh, talk some prize picks, but this should be a good little, uh, and, I, and I do mean little because how short the slates are, good little interesting slate uh, and a good little interesting show. So I'm pumped. Um, I mean, hopefully week three NFL went well um, for everyone. It was a, it was so close to a monster week for me. I had a really, really good team going. Um, and I needed Tyreek Hill to just do anything. Um, so, I mean, I did really well in the afternoon slates too. went way overweight on Hunter Renfro on the afternoon slate. So, I mean, it all just kind of worked out. So, uh, the main slates was right about a lot, was very wrong about Kyle Pitts. Um, I'm willing to take my L, uh, anytime that I'm wrong. And, um, I whiffed on that one. So, uh, well, do you know, do you know who Hunter Renfro is starting to remind me of? Danny He's Amendola, like, Wes Welker. No, like the next Golden Tate, like just okay, slot guy catching all these balls. And, you know, because it's just Golden Tate. He had some little bit of speed on him in the slot, caught a lot of balls. Like in, the, in this offense, as much as the Raiders seem to spread it around, he's kind of becoming like the go-to wide receiver, at least over the past couple of weeks. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, I like him a lot in that offense. You know, they they got Waller, who is just a is a beast. They got Rugs and Edwards to kind of like spread the field out. And I mean, they just found that like role for Renfro. So I mean, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna have to keep playing him here. I mean, we'll talk Grant and, I, and I'm sure you and, and Luch will talk about it this week. There's a lot to talk about and digest from week three. Uh, a lot of people yeah. that were getting a ton of targets that just kind of disappeared. And I mean, this goes back to not overreacting the week one and two. Um, Denver defense is legit and the Jets stink. I mean, we kind of knew that, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot to talk about, uh, for football for sure. this week, a lot of stuff to kind of, um, go over and we'll talk about that. Um, I know you guys do the early, early first look food for thought podcast on Tuesdays. So you guys can check that out. Grant and I will have the week four. Yes. Already week four. It's crazy to think about that already, but uh, week four yeah. NFL podcast out on Thursday. It is the last week of regular season baseball. Um, uh, and I mean, for it being the last week of regular season baseball, there is a lot of close divisions and wild card races, and it's going to be a wild week. Um, I mean, the Giants and Dodgers, they're in triple digits battling for the NL West. Um, it's insane. Win. It's just, it's crazy. Um, so a lot of stuff to digest this week for baseball, a lot of games that matter and a lot of games that don't. So. We're going to do the three-game early slate. we got three games at 1 o'clock. We're going to talk about the two late games. And then, like I said, we'll, we'll talk some Monday Night Football. Um, let's get started here with the Chicago White Sox going up against um, Detroit Tigers. Nine and a half total here. White Sox, a 175 favorites. 
We got Keuchel going up against Manning. It's three games slate, and pitchers on this slate stink. And, I mean, I just wanted to go ahead and start with that. There are no, like, oh, this guy is a legit. I have to play him. I mean, because none of these guys are good, and they're all kind of priced in the same range. So, let's – I just wanted to throw that thought out there first, uh, Will. Let's start here with Dallas Keuchel. Um, Any interest here in Keuchel? I feel like the answer is no, Um, (laughs) just because he doesn't seem to have a whole lot of upside. However, I I think the answer is no. I I just don't think Keiko has enough upside, even though it's Detroit. And his pitch count has been in the 90s the past three games. I just – I don't think he has enough upside, even on this short slate. Yeah, I mean, I think – I think he's in play. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, okay, so – I don't, I mean, a lot of people were watching, um, a lot of people were watching football on Sunday and that's fine, but Bubich just threw like a two hitter, seven inning, six strikeout game against Detroit on Sunday. So, I mean, the White Sox are kind of in cruise control at this point. Um, you know, they can't win home field. They've locked up the AL central. So, I mean, I feel like Keiko's just someone that's going to go out there, throw 95 pitches, and if he pitches well, gets six innings, puts up 15 fantasy points, and that's okay. Um, I mean, he just gave up 11 hits against this team. So, I mean, I think he's okay. I think we're going to have a couple other guys that we're going to like a little bit more. But, I mean, there's six pitchers on the slate, and they all stink. They do. Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the other side – we got Matt Manning pitching for Detroit here. Uh, this guy's shown a little bit of upside here recently. Tough matchup. Um, any interest here in Manning? Oh, man. I, I think I played Manning over Keiko. That's fair. I just – I do feel like Manning is a little bit more lineup dependent. Like, if the White Sox rolled out, like, just a, you know, double-A lineup, I think I'd have some interest. If they're at full strength, I'm, I'm not playing Matt Manning either. Yeah, I mean, I think he, I think he's okay. Um, again, I'm I'm with you. I think I would play him over Keiko. I think he has more ceiling, probably a lower floor. But I mean, Keiko kind of stinks too. So, um, I mean, this is going to be one of those slates where, like, if you're using lineup HQ to build like your lineups and like run a script on this early slate, you're probably going to want to be okay with that rule of like allowing hitters against your pitchers. Um, oh, yeah, because yeah, I mean, no, yeah. nobody's getting out clean. I can tell you that now. I think it would be very rare for any of these guys to go six clean innings uh, for what it's worth. <laughs> There's one guy. I think there's one guy that has the potential. Possible. One yeah, guy. For sure. Uh, so let's talk. And I don't think here. he's getting through clean either. For what it's worth. Let's talk uh, White Sox first. Um, what are your thoughts on the White Sox? I mean, if, if, if their lineup is their A-plus lineup, you're just going to want to stack them. They're going to be one of the top stacks on the day. Uh, there's enough value because Moncada's 41, Abreu 46. Eloy 41, 
you know, Gavin Sheets, if he's in there 36, like Cesar Hernandez, 34, that's just so much enough value uh, to get it done um, on this slate. So I definitely think that the White Sox are going to be, you know, one of the top stats. Yeah, I definitely think they're in play. Um, I don't know if they're my favorite stack on the slate. Again, I'm just – I think they're going to go out and win games and they want guys to get at bats. They're just kind of pricey. But, I mean, on a slate where pitching is what it is, um, Jimenez is, I think, one of the better price guys on the entire slate. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. So, um, the Detroit side – I mean, I think Detroit's an interesting, like, stack as well. You got Scope. You got Haas. These guys have power against left-handed pitching. Miguel Cabrera, 3.4K. I mean, I don't know if I full five-man stack Detroit here, but, I mean, like I said, Keiko just gave up, what was it, 11 hits to this team a week ago? Yeah, yeah I think I think this is where I get creative on this slate, and I tell you, I stack Detroit. Um, you know, I, out of all the teams, I would suspect they're not going to be as high on this. a three-game slate, so I'm not trying to, you know, over over exaggerate anything but i definitely don't think people are just going to say oh sign me up for detroit even though it's dallas keiko um detroit i i fully would be stacking detroit scope uh grossman cabrera candelario haas goodrum you name it uh I, i'm on all those guys all right we uh we move on here to Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. This game has an eight and a half total. The Reds uh, minus two fifty favorite here. Uh, the Reds still they're still kind of fighting. I mean, the Cardinals have just. Uh, I mean, what the Cardinals are doing right now is absolutely incredible. Sixteen it's, it's wins insane. in a row. Um, and, and like they're they're giving themselves like a legit chance. Um, I mean, I think it's almost, I think they have to win like one or two more games or people have to lose a couple games, but I mean, the Cardinals have come from, are they even going to be in the race to, I mean, getting that wild card. And I mean, it's crazy because it's going to be the Cardinals versus either the Dodgers or the giants and that wild card. Uh, and like, I don't know if I'd want to play the Cardinals right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we talk about getting hot at the right time. And I, I mean, seriously, they, they just, will. yeah, they just, they just keep. And the thing is, they're doing it the other day. You thought, okay, this is it. Adam Wainwright goes out, just has probably one of the worst starts he had in a long time, gets blown up. And then they just come back and beat Milwaukee like it was nothing. Like, oh, that's okay. No problem. Bueno, we got you. And just runs, just keep firing. I mean, they're, they're in the zone right now, man. In the zone. All right. Uh, this game, we got Rivers and Martin going up against Cody Ponce. Let's start with Cody Ponce going up against the Reds. Joey Votto banged up. I just don't think Cody Ponce is going to pitch deep enough in this game. Right. Um, I mean, and, and, yeah, oh, like, I'm sorry. Steve, no, I just, he hasn't thrown over 50 pitches in any outing here recently since he got called back up from AAA. So, Facing a team that has something to play for, not pitching deep. I mean, I feel like this is one of the easy X buttons on this slate. Yeah, it is, Stevie. But what if only one pitcher has positive points and then you play Cody Potts and get his three points? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm partially kidding, but, yeah, I'm with you. You can't play him with a guy pitching, you know, 20 to 40 pitches. You, you just can't do it. And then, I mean, on the other side, we got River San San Martin um, pitching, and 
I mean, I I was digging into his AAA stats, uh, watching the race here a little while ago. He's thrown 82 innings at AAA this season, good amount, um, averaging over a strikeout per inning, 26% K rate, 14% swinging strike rate. I mean, he has a really good changeup and he has good off speed stuff. He doesn't have an overpowering fastball, but everything I read on him was his command is solid. Um, you know, good prospect, a lefty, um, I mean, this is the guy that I was saying that if someone's going to go six clean innings, it's probably him. Uh, I mean, we have no idea what pitch count we're looking at, but you look at this Pittsburgh team and they're just full of left-handed bats and they are still going to probably run like four or five lefties out there because they can't platoon the whole lineup. Um, So, I I mean, I think he's my favorite pitcher on the slate. (laughs) Stop saying much. Oh, wow. Um. I mean, we're going to talk about Quantrill and we're going to talk about Singer. I, I think San Martin could outscore both of those guys. Um, I mean, Pittsburgh, they, like, man, we got some bad offenses on this slate. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm with you. The next I'm game, it's like the two teams fighting for last place. Um, I'm joking. Like, the Indians actually aren't bad record wise, but talk to me here. What are your thoughts on San Martin? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's going to be fine. Um, I would probably only be playing three pitchers on this slate, to be honest with you. Um, and, and he's definitely one of them. You know, you look at the Pittsburgh lineup, and like we talked about, or like you said, I mean, it's just it's it's very underwhelming. Um, new pitcher, haven't really seen him much. So, I, you know, I, I think he's got some upside here. I'd probably just peg him at – 13 to 14 fantasy points. I'm saying just to kind of start as, as, as kind of a welcome to the league. This is your good start. And that's probably enough on this slate. Um, If this is like a 10 game slate, I'd probably be playing in the middle. I mean, right. I mean, that's just, it's the nature of the slate. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, Cincinnati's playing for something. So if he's pitching well, I think they'll give him, you know, 60 to 75 pitches. He's been starting in AAA, too. So, I mean, he's just out there. He's making one start for Wade Miley. Um, and, I mean, maybe if they get eliminated, he makes another start and we get to see him one more start uh, before the end of the season. So, uh, let's talk bats here. Anything standing out to you for Pittsburgh? No. I mean, I think, you know, for me, you know, I'm always going to maybe take a shot on – you know, so, some new teams um, or, or, or a young pitcher. So maybe Brian Reynolds at 4,900, um, but I'm not, I'm not really rushing to play anybody. Yeah. I don't think pricing matters as much today. So I don't mind Reynolds. I don't mind Hayes. Um, I mean, this game is in Cincinnati and I mean, I don't mind maybe looking at a couple of these Pittsburgh bats again. I don't mind playing bat hitters against my pitchers on the slate uh, on the Cincinnati side. I mean, I hope Votto plays. Um, I know he was dealing a little bit of a knee injury on Sunday. Hopefully it's nothing major um, like Votto, like Castellanos. Um, I mean, I think the Reds are probably the best stack on the slate at home going up against probably a Pittsburgh bullpen game. Yeah. I mean, they're just, they're so banged up. I mean, you know, and I don't want to just, go back too far, but I mean, even Winker, Naquin, Akiyama, Sinzel, uh, you know, Vado's hurt, just Moustakis again. It's, man, they just so many injuries. 
which which makes them very affordable. If Votto's in, I definitely think, you know, he's one of the top first basemen. All right, we finish out this early slate with Kansas City at Cleveland. Singer and Quantrill facing off in this one. Nine total Indians opened as like a 160. It's down to 150 most places here. Um, any interest here in Singer? Yeah, I mean, I do. On this slate, 8,300, it is what it is. I think he's he's one of the, the pitches you, you consider for sure. Yeah, I mean... The top of this order, not a ton of strikeouts and a lot of walks, but the bottom of this order, a ton of strikeouts and no walks. So, I mean, what <laughs> side is variance going to be on? It's a three-game slate. you got to take chances. Um, so, yeah. I mean, to sum it up, I think he is definitely someone you're potentially looking at in this spot. And then on the other side, Quantrill, 8,600. I mean, I don't want to pay 8,600 for <laughs> Cal Quantrill. But, again, I mean, he's facing Kansas City. He's gone over 20 fantasy points in five of his last six starts. Um, he's easily going to be the highest owned pitcher on this slate. So, I mean, yeah. take it for what you want to take it. Do you fade the on a, on a three-game slate? Do you go – or I wouldn't even say fade. Maybe go underweight because he's probably going to be like 70% of them, if not more. Yeah, I mean, for me, man, I'd, I'd be on the lock button on Quantrill today. Me personally. Yeah. No, on, I get on, it. D, yeah. on DK. On DK. Um, I think I just hit the lock button and then – you know, I'd split it between Singer and um uh oh my gosh, San Martin and, and roll it from there. I, I think that would be my, my approach on on this thing. But clearly I, I think he's the top guy. Um bats, the Kansas City bats. I mean, okay, so I think bats on both sides of the, both sides of this game are gonna be the lowest stone bats on the slate. Yeah. I mean, I think you got to try to get some Salvador Perez. I think you got to get some Mondesi exposure. Um, I know the prices are up there, but I mean, they're they're not going to be owned on a three game slate. Yeah, and I think I think for me, this would just kind of be a home run hunt spot. Like, you know, do you think Carlos Santana has good enough numbers against him at three K? Maybe. Um, so that I think that's kind of how I would approach it. This would absolutely be a home run hunt spot for me. Um, with, with Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, Mondesi, you're not really hunting home runs, but you're hunting for the speed, yeah. um, the on-base, like the upside there. Um, and then on the Cleveland side of things, I mean, Jose Ramirez, obviously, Framil Reyes, um, those would be like my favorites. But, I mean, this is another team I think you're going to try to find some power. Absolutely. Um, Jose Ramirez is 6K, uh, probably, you know, one of the top third basemen on this slate, along with Mondesi. Like I said, I do like Candelario, all these other guys, but but cl- clearly J-Ram is is one of the better ones. You talked about Framel Reyes. Um, another guy at the bottom of this order, um, uh, Bobby Bradley, if he's in lefty-righty spot for him, I think he's got a little bit of pop. He's another guy I think could send one out of the park. All right. Um, we're going to switch over now to the two-game late slate. I mean, again, we're going to go to a two-game slate where pitching isn't great. We got a game in cores. Um, Man. I mean, listen, if you're, playing, if you're playing this two-game slate, I'm just going to be real with you guys for a second. If you're playing this two-game slate, 
it's because you just enjoy watching baseball and want to put a little money on the sl- on the slate. I mean, there's no reason to play this. <laughs> Maybe overlay. Maybe this slate overlays because of Monday Night Football. But I doubt it. You, if you you're know. Pl- yeah, if you're playing this slate, just bankroll management. That's all I'm going to say. And maybe you're really good at these two game slates, but these two baseball slates, I told Will before the podcast, I'm like, I'm sorry, buddy. When I made this schedule, I did not realize this. these games were this way. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, well, I mean, bankroll management, right? I mean, yeah. Go over to prize picks and like <laughs> you, you know those over-unders. I mean <laughs> that's the only way this slate works in my mind. <laughs> yeah, this one's rough. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got Washington in Colorado. This game has 11 and a half total. Uh the Rockies are 175 favorite. We have two teams not playing for anything. Um, I mean, the Washington Nationals are trying to play for last. Um, I don't even think that's possible, right? I think the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Baltimore Orioles are pretty much locked into fighting for last. But anyway, Josiah Gray, Herman Marquez in this one. Um, any interest here in Josiah Gray? Uh, I think I have to have some interest. Um, I'm going to just put this out there, Stevie. I, I hate all of these pitchers, maybe except Marquez on this slate. But Marquez has been really bad recently. Numbers are awful. So I think you just get a little piece of all these guys. None are safe. I mean, you deen it. You 10% them. Um, you can't even do that because there's only four of them. But <laughs> We have um, 25%. <laughs> you can even – I guess on Fandle you could 25% them. Um, so, I'll, okay, so I'm going to say this about Josiah Gray. The Rockies are going to be the most popular offense on a two-game slate. And Marquez is going to be the highest owned pitcher on a two game slate. Maybe, maybe not Marquez, maybe Flexen or Cole Irvin get more ownership, which makes a little bit more sense. But the Rockies Cole are Irvin. going to be the highest sure. owned, like without a question. So, I mean, I think for that reason alone, you take shots on Josiah Gray. I mean, it's going to probably not end well. <laughs> I mean, well, Steve, he's going to get strikeouts. Just whether yeah, he's going to he walk gives people up. though in cores, and that's not. Yeah, good. I know, I know. I, I think the question is, does he get out with maybe like four runs, six games, and like five innings to keep him positive? Um, I mean, I think, like I said, ownership wise, I think he's um. I think he's interesting. And then, I mean, I don't even know. Marquez, like you said, he's been struggling. I mean, he struggled in Washington against this team. Only had one strikeout. I mean, for slate, slate purposes, I think you have to roll the dice. But, I mean, I, I'm just going to throw this out here. The last 30 days... The middle well, of this order. Off. No, I'm just saying the middle of this order in particular. Escobar, Soto, Bell, Hernandez, and Garcia, they haven't been striking out at all. So, I mean, they're going to put the ball in play against Marquez here. Um, I think I'm more likely to play Washington bats with Josiah Gray than play Marquez with Rockies bats because I'm probably, if I'm playing this slate, I don't know if I will or not, I definitely would want to look at ownership. And I feel like if there's an edge in that, 
I would be playing one lineup and I would be playing Josiah Gray with the Washington Bats. Yeah, I, I mean, Marquez has been bad, man. His 30-day numbers, Stevie, they are awful. Um, so I'm with you. Um, I, I would temper my expectations with Marquez. I think, you know, he's he had a, a good overall season, but just recently. I think he's just wearing down. That, that's going to be my assumption because he, he's really been rough. I mean, they haven't been playing for anything for a while either. I think that wears down anybody. Um, <laughs> I mean, look at the Padres. They've just kind of fallen off too. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It's the Padres, the talent that team has. I mean, this might be one of the best baseball playoffs we've had in a long time. There are so many good teams this season. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to playoff baseball. And my Braves year. still got in. I mean, they got well. Well, I Don't mean, jinx you, I it, will. Think, I think they're getting in, but can you imagine if we had a Cunha rolling? My gosh, just a lot of stuff has happened for the Braves this season, too. I mean, Ozuna, too. I mean, yeah. Uh, my Red Sox just absolutely choked against the Yankees this weekend, so that wasn't fun. Um, yeah, they're currently losing on Sunday Night Baseball right now, too. Anyway, we, um, I mean, let's talk bats really quick here. Washington. Um, I mean, like I said, that, my favorite I, team I, I like slate. the stack a lot. Yeah, they're my favorite team to stack on this slate, period. Yeah, period. the Rockies are so cheap that I mean everybody's gonna stack the Rockies here. So I'm gonna stack the I'm I'm actually gonna play a lineup on the slate because I want to stack Washington. Yeah. Uh the Rockies. I mean, okay, if you're if you're not trying to be contrarian, they're probably the best offense on the slate. Um, they're cheap. They're not expensive. They're in cores. Um, it's hard not to like the Rockies here. Yeah. Um, I, I think a good way to get different on this particular slate, Stevie, is find ways to leave money on the table. Yep. And I think on this slate, if you do that, you're going to be in good shape. All right. A series that matters and a game that should be really good. We got Oakland at Seattle. These teams are battling right now. Um I mean, they're not catching the Astros, but you never know what's going to happen right now with this um, AL wildcard central. It's wide open for five teams. Yeah, five teams, right? Oakland, Seattle, Boston, Yankees, Blue Jays. So um, wide open right now. Um, this is going to be a fun race to watch down the stretch here. Can you imagine playing 155 baseball games this season and it coming down to the last week like <laughs> it's so i mean it's oh, insane it's yeah for sure. especially when you're like a team like the yankees and red sox with 88 wins you're like man what more could we have done anyway um <laughs> you could have not gotten swept by the yankees this weekend that'd be fantastic yeah cole irvin um i mean i, I like cole irvin i liked Cole Irvin as a tournament play last time they played Seattle. Um, he threw five innings, gave up a couple home runs. I'm going back to the well here. Um, I mean, both these teams are playing for something. And I mean, I think both these pitchers are very much in play. Yeah, for sure. Um, Cole Irvin flexing. I, I mean, I don't really like flexing, but um, like you said, I definitely think, you know, they're, they're in play for sure. Um, bats. I mean, these, this is the low on game as far as the bats are concerned. Um, let's start with Oakland. Anything standing out to you for Oakland? Um, I think Matt Olson sent him one out of the park today. Um, so 
So he's on my list. I think Matt Chapman's a little bit too cheap at 4,200. Um, so I, I don't know what he's going to have to do to get a little respect. But, um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, those are my main two guys from, from, uh, from Oakland. On the Seattle side, I mean, I love Mitch Hanniger in this spot. Um, I think he's a guy that you really want to get some exposure to. I mean, I don't hate Ty France. I don't hate maybe going lefty-lefty with Seager just because of, like, nobody's going to play him. Um, what are your thoughts around Seattle? Yeah. Um, Seager for sure, Hanniger for sure. And then I think Tom Murphy at catcher gets me a little bit excited. Only the Morning Grind podcast gets catchers excited. <laughs> like I might have been one of the only people upset that FanDuel removed the catcher. Um, catchers officially. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can play them, but I mean, who? I mean, you very rarely do you play anybody outside of like three catchers on FanDuel. So. Right. All right, um, Monday Night Football. This is an awesome football game. I'm really looking forward to this game. And, I mean, this is one of the reasons why it's like, oh, why are we talking about a two-game baseball slate? But, I mean, we got Philly and Dallas. This game should – I mean, it opened at 49.5. It's 51.5 most places. Some places have this game at 52. The Cowboys are minus three, anywhere to minus three and a half on most books, and they opened at minus six. So – lot of respect coming in um we're gonna do this morning grind style we're gonna break down each team and uh we'll start here with the away team talk to me about philly going into dallas and what should be one of the one of the better monday night football games we have well i think the main thing with philly is you know you just have to know that uh, jalen hurts is this should be what, what i consider a special performance from him uh, especially since he's facing Dallas, this is going to be a high-paced game. One of high-paced, you know, one. This is one of the fastest-paced paced games on this week's slate. Um, for those of you that are into the blitz, um, you know, you'll see you'll see that in in one of the special areas called game level factors. Going to be a fast-paced game. Projected to run about 136 plays, and and Philly's definitely contributing to that. So you know, I really like it. I think Miles Sanders is going to you know, have a, have, should have a big time performance. I know the snap count, you know, it's kind of been in the sixties, but in, in terms of, uh, and his targets did go down week two, but I'm not really worried about that. I think they're going to have to score here. Uh, the big thing for me is, you know, Devonte Smith is leading this team in targets at 26.79% over the past two weeks. And I think that's going to continue. So not really worried about it. Um, you know, the tight ends are kind of going to be splitting here. So I, you know, I think Devontae Smith's a, a, a large option along with Miles Sanders, as long as Jay, uh, Jalen Hurts is out here running around a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I really like Smith. I think this is a great spot for him to have a big game on a big stage. Um, Jalen Hurts, love this spot. I love both of these quarterbacks. I think they're both really strong plays. Miles Sanders, you yeah. mentioned him. Um, I mean, getting a lot of the workload, getting a lot of the snaps right around 70%. Um, and I mean, Jalen Rigar um, is someone that I really like here too, because I mean, when we're looking at showdown slates, you got to kind of find some of these cheaper guys. So 
I mean, really, on the Philly side, I think if you're playing a cheap guy, you're kind of hoping like Zach Ertz scores a touchdown at 2,200. I mean, that's super doable. Off the COVID list, expected to play here. Um, I mean, Philly just doesn't have a lot of cheap guys that are going to play snaps in this game. So, I mean, that's who I would be kind of looking at on the Philly side. Um, And then on the Dallas side of things, I mean – this sets up as a great spot for Dallas. Um, I know Philly has been really tough against wide receivers to start the season, but Amari Cooper, CD lamb, they're going to give these guys fits um, all day. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott is Tony Pollard's getting a lot of carries and it's concerning. Um, But I mean, Zeke is Zeke, but I have way more interest in the passing game here for Dallas. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. The, the thing that I like is Zeke is still on the field a lot more than Tony Pollard so far. Like, you know, last week or week two was kind of a 70-30 split, 73-33 to be exact. Week one, it was 83-23. Um, Zeke ran 17 routes. Tony Pollard ran five. I, 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 I still have uh, trust in Zeke here. So I, I think I'm, I'm – I feel like I may have Zeke in my lineup. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, I, I like the Cowboys a lot. Um, you know, C.D. Lamb just, man, it's it's so crazy. He keeps getting the, these high target numbers. Nine last week against uh, uh, the Chargers. Eight Caught eight passes for 81 yards. Um, and this should be a high – I don't want to say a high-scoring affair, but this is a division game. Um, but I, but I definitely think that total is probably about right where it should be. Um, but love this spot. Of course, Dak Prescott. I mean, clearly one of the top plays of the day. If you think Amari Cooper may have some struggles, like, yeah, we know he's going to play. But if you think he's still a little, a little banged up, then I definitely think, you know, and this isn't going to be a sneaky play. You go out and get you some Cedric Wilson. And some of those bills, I mean, he catches one and takes it to the house. You're set. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we don't have a ton of cheap options on this slate on either side of this game. That like Greg, Greg the leg at 4K though. Yeah, I mean, he, he likes missing a lot right now too. But I mean, <laughs> can a back injury? I'm I'm trying to give him a pass until he. Gets no, something. I know. Um, <laughs> Jarwin. Jarwin, I think him and Schultz are kind of interesting um, in tournaments here just because we're trying to find some value. Um, but I like the Cedric Wilson call. It's it's probably boomer bust because he's probably only going to get a few targets. Um, I mean, this should be a high scoring game, though. So, like, we know who the main pieces are. And, um, you know, kudos. I haven't looked at FanDuel yet, but kudos to DraftKings. Pricing is really, really, really good on this slate. And I mean, these are the showdown slates that I like when pricing is really strong and you got to make tough decisions. Those are the showdown slates. That I like, I mean, I don't want to be able to lock in Hertz and Prescott at captain on every lineup here on DraftKings, um, yeah. because you can't do it. Like you can't play those guys together on like at captain and like get anything remotely good. Um, and like, those are the slates that I like. Yeah, I, I will say this, Steve. I do think, you know, it, it's probably going to be wide receiver time in the captain spot. Probably oh, without the, a doubt. You, you know, yeah. like it, th- this game, I mean, 
if if anybody remotely looks at Slate IQ, like I, it's probably gonna, it feels like a Devonte Smith game. Hundred percent. I mean, you know right there with you, buddy. Right there with you. I mean, yeah. I think you could look at Cooper and Lamb too. Um, but yeah, I, I'm Smith. There's a good chance that he's my my captain here. And I mean, I might even have some captain uh, Miles Sanders, like at his yeah. price. Um, so. He's someone that can get heavily involved in passing game. Um, so, I mean, this isn't the same game as last week for Philly. That uh, the 49ers defense is they're they're a good defense. So, yeah. um, um, okay, let's uh let's look at Prize Picks really quick. Um, I was I let's pulled it up. It. I pulled it up. Um, the first thing that instantly stands out to me. We just got done talking about Smith. They have him at four receptions right now. Um, I don't know about you, but I like I like the over on either his receiving yards at 54 and a half or the receipt or receptions at four. I think Smith's gonna be highly involved in this game. Um, so I mean Rager, Jalen Rager at 37 and a half receiving yards as well. Um those are the two guys that like are really standing out to me. CD Lamb, Cooper, really good receiving over unders here. But I mean, these Philly guys is where I'm kind of looking at first glance here. Yeah, I definitely think you know you can go back to the well with Amari um, in terms of his receptions as well. I mean, they, they they've got him at five and a half, so I think that's kind of right, you know, right in the wheelhouse where where it should be. Uh, definitely think he can go over over that number. I just think maybe he was stumbling a little bit and they just, you know, decided to funnel uh, the offense to a few other guys. But I, I definitely think that's, that's a spot. Believe it or not, I think this is really good. Um, uh, EV here. <clears throat> They've got Zeke, you know, half a touchdown. I think you take the over. I think they're going to be committed. I know Pollard, you know, ran one in. On, on kind of a, a gadget play in the last game. But if they get anywhere close to the goal line, I definitely think Zeke's going to have his opportunities. I'm expecting the Cowboys to be able to move the ball. So I think that – I'm not saying it's a freebie. I'm saying I think you got really good odds at him having just, just a half. And then, you know, last but not least, th- this one may seem a little bit tricky, but you just kind of got to look at what's been happening in the game. Uh Tony Pollard at two receptions, I think, is is a little I think I think I think he's going over. He had four targets in week one, three targets in week two. He's been on the field about 33%. I think they're gonna use him. I'm willing to roll the dice on that Tony Pollard over on receptions at two receptions. I think that's a really good one. Yeah, I think worst case scenario you push. Um yeah. So all right, I got it locked in, Will. I got a three-fur um, that I got locked in here, and um, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna roll with it. I'm gonna go with um, Devontae Smith over 54 and a half receiving yards. I'm gonna take your Tony yeah. Pollard over two receptions, and I'm gonna go with Jalen Rhaegar over 37 and a half receiving yards. I think um, I think those are the ones that are standing out to me the most. Um, me. On when I do like when I do a lot of my like twos and threes, I always do flex play. I'm not trying to get rich on these twos and threes. I'm trying to 
build that bankroll and, you know, just trying to double up. I mean, there's going to be times like when I'm trying to hit something, I'm playing five for fives that I feel super confident in. But on this three for three, I'm going to do a flex play, take my double up. If I get all three, if I hit two of the three, I'm still really solid making some money. And um, yeah, I mean, that's how I approach prize picks on um, stuff like this. Yeah, um, you know, everybody's kind of got their their style per se. Um, and so I know some people probably think playing the fives out of fives is, is negative EV. Uh, but I, I think that five out of five is probably one of the best things rolling because, um, you know, you're going to get your chances. And typically, you know, you'd be surprised how many times you hit four out of five. Yeah, it stinks. And so I've heard people tell me, well, Chief, why don't you just do four for four power? I'm like, well, I'm not doing that because if I miss one, I'm, I'm, I'm not making any money. If I hit three for four, I'm good. I hit four out of five, I'm good. I hit two out of three, I'm good. You know, when I'm going two for two, though, it's always power for me. I want my three X, um, you know, and typically on my threes, I'll probably do some power, especially if I feel really good about it. Um, but nine times out of ten, especially in football, um, you know, the two for twos powers and everything else, I'm pretty much going flex because so much can happen in these games. All right, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Yes, I do have some some final thoughts. Last, last thing in terms of receiving yards, I do like the Amari Cooper over 35 and a half in the first half. And, and the reason why I like it is he was really just couldn't get going the last game. I think they try to funnel up some targets. If he catches four balls, I think he's going over 35 and a half because he's typically their intermediate route, 12, 13 yards a pop, 35 and a half. If he catches three, four balls in the first half, he's probably going over. I like that in the first half for Amari, just as a last, last little thing. All right. So that's going to wrap it up here for Monday. We'll be back on Tuesday talking more baseball, uh, busy week with baseball last week of the regular season. we got some fun stuff planned for when baseball season's over. So good luck, everyone. We'll see you guys again tomorrow.